I was ready to sit back down and listen to who was speaking, and I remembered it was me. <laughs> All right, guys, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Hannah Splatstosser. Basically, when you hear people like yell the word splat, they're talking to me. Um, I'm a psychology major, and I'm from Western Nebraska, Scottsbluff Gearing area. For those of you who don't know what that means, I'm basically from Wyoming. Um, today I'm going to talk to you about identity, just like all the other people who have spoken, but more specifically, I'm going to talk about another way to define your identity that hasn't really been talked about. Our identity is multifaceted and can always be changed or looked at in different ways. It can be based on our vocation, sports, family, hobbies, history, etc. And it can also look different based on who is defining your identity. For example, most of you guys know me as the girl holding the chapel credit who looks like she would probably rather be sleeping, and you would be correct. <laughs> um, many people say that we know ourselves the best because we are the only one who is always there. That does have some truth to it, but today I want to argue that our friends know us better than we know ourselves. It is true that we are the only ones who are with ourselves 24-7, in fact, many other people say, like, oh, I can't get away from myself. But that also means that we are there for our best moments and our worst. We have seen the triumphs and the times where everything was going right, along with the failures and the times that no matter what we did, it wasn't good enough. It'd be nice if we could look back and only see the good things of our past. And while some people do have that ability, most people, mainly myself, look back and see ourselves as a product of all the times we failed. As a result, we begin to make a definition of ourselves based on the negative version that we see. In the past, and truthfully even in the present, I've defined myself as ugly, lazy, annoying, stupid, weak, a failure, unwanted, unlovable, undesirable, never good enough, average, not worth the effort, effort Sorry, and I could go on and on. All of the experiences I had growing up and all of the times that I failed pointed to these attributes and I spent my life trying to prove that these weren't true. I spent years of my life trying to carve and mold myself into this image of the perfect Christian who never makes mistakes so that I could finally be good enough and stop viewing myself as a burden to others. You see, I didn't have this stereotypical childhood with two parents and siblings in one house with the dog and the picket white fence. My past is actually pretty crazy and chaotic. And while I'm not really gonna go into all of that today, it still is part of my identity. My past, er, sorry, lost my spot. I thought that all of the bad things that were happening to me during this time was because I wasn't being a good enough person. Back then, I believed in that, that concept that someone made up along the way that God sends bad things into someone's life if they're, like, sinning in order to punish them, for them to be better, you know? Like, oh, something bad happened, so I need to be better. That's not true, by the way. Um, but the fact is that no matter how much time and energy I put into being this perfect person, I was never good enough, and I always made a mistake. I fought a useless, never-ending battle with no victory in sight, and I finally got to the point where I hit, hit rock bottom. One day I had an early morning, and I was driving and like backing out of my parking spot, and I hit someone's car. I did that thing where like, oh yeah, I have room, and I did not have room. Um, we all know someone who has done that other than just me, 
And when you listen to me tell that story, it may not even seem like such a big deal. You're like, oh, well, it, it's a mistake. It's fine. It happens, you know. But back then, it absolutely devastated me. I was destroyed because in my perspective, I just made a huge mistake. And not only did I make a mistake, I caused myself to be a burden to someone else. This accident was proof of just how worthless I was, and it threw me into a deep, dark pit of depression and hopelessness. It was to the point where I honestly debated committing suicide that morning by driving off a bridge. My brain flashed through all of my friends and family, and I told myself that, oh, they'll be okay because they have other people that they would be better off with. In my mind, they would mourn for a few weeks, maybe a little over a month, you know, and then they would just be over it because in my mind, they'd be like, oh, I don't have to deal with her anymore, and I get to hang out with these people more instead of having to waste time with that person. I went over every argument in my mind, and I got to the point where I, I was ready to follow through. But the only reason I didn't go through with it was because I'm terrible with directions, and I had no idea where a tall enough bridge was. It's a, it's a little funny, not going to lie. At this point, I'd been sitting in my car and crying for a while when I finally decided that I should go outside because I probably looked like a weirdo just sitting in my car and crying. After I went inside and calmed down a little bit, I finally realized how depressed and broken I was. And I realized that the only way I was ever going to survive was to reach out to people who love me and ask for help. Somehow I found the courage to reach out to a mentor who I'd never really talked to in my life. I told them my story and what had just happened and that I couldn't do it anymore. And they showed me with compassion, understanding, and most importantly, they showed me what hope looked like. They got me into therapy and helped me see that the only one who was condemning me to death was myself. I can say with certainty that the conversation I had with this mentor saved my life. And it's been through the past couple years of therapy and talking with them along with all of my friends and especially all of you who are sitting in the stands. And you guys have really helped me see myself as you guys see me. So I got the courage to ask. And here's the answers they gave me. So if I start crying, just ignore that. They see me as a stable person who is always there, but not in your face. Very lovable, always good for a laugh, focused, calculated, funny, reliable, always has their back. Uniquely me, powerful, lovely, someone they look forward to being around, someone they can talk about the randomest things with funny, quirky, fun, a person to turn to when they have no one else, a friend that can pick up right where they left off, the kind of friend everyone should be, strong, determined, a closest friend who they can rely on, loyal, trustworthy, crazy, loving, understanding, encouraging, a role model, someone who has dealt with adversity and never shied away from it, and a light in a dark room that puts a smile on people's faces with her goofy laugh. The point of this whole story is that if you're like me and tend to only see the worst in yourself, you need to lean on the community around you to help show you who you really are. Consider this your sign. God never meant for us to do this whole life thing by ourselves. In Hebrews 10.24, it says to let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works. Galatians 6.2 says to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. 
I'm not going to stand here and tell you that God loves you and everything's good in the world because if I was sitting where you are at this time, I would have been like, lies, all lies, you're just sitting, standing up there and lying to me right now. But I encourage you to reach out to someone you can trust and someone you can listen to that's, that you can see and hear for yourself. If you're nervous and terrified of taking that first step, go talk to your closest friends and ask how they see you. Or better yet, go talk to a coach or one of your favorite professors, or even one that you might not know and be like, oh, hey, they look nice, I'll go talk to them. And if you don't know what to say, just say the words, I can't do it on my own anymore. I promise you that no matter how scared you are or how many excuses you come up with, these professors will do everything in their power to help you and show you just how important you are. And who knows, they may even surprise you with what they do and say, but you'll never know if you never ask. Thank you.